BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What up, folks? Here we go. Back at it. I'll tell you what. Uh, taking just a couple of days away from the show. You start to miss it. Kind of get recharged, like, uh, and the world kind of unfolds before your eyes, things to talk about. So I'm extremely, extremely grateful and excited to be here. This show comes to you each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. It is the 6th of July, 2021. The Eric St. Show podcast begins now. He didn't care. Here's a man who's usually wrong, but he doesn't care. Here's a man who things that make a bully go puke. You're now rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show yeah, podcast, and here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, uh, welcome. Welcome to the Eric St. Joe Podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every weekday. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, late start today. I, I was all ready to go here at 8. It was actually 8.01. And if it's 8.01, it's like, ah, whatever. Anything more than that, though. Good morning, John. Uh, it's like, hey, wait, what, what's he doing? And then I realized I forgot one particular thing. Had to run uh, all the way downstairs and get it. Uh, while doing that, while going downstairs, I noticed that um, the countertop had a, a slick sheen all over it. It's uh, as if it was uh, uh, someone dumped uh, like Crisco and let it melt and then took their handprints and put it into it all over it. Uh, translation, the NFK was preparing food. And I have honestly... Um, I have, uh, it, it is one thing for a person, in my opinion, to struggle with, um, with that. Okay. It's one thing if, if, if your hands don't work well and, and his don't, uh, I, I, I realize that. So 
Yeah, it seems like everything he touches is an absolute mess. But his fucking eyes work fine. You can see it's a catastrophe. So then, uh, uh, take your 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 uh, his hands work about as well as a as a Alaskan king crab or a lobster. Uh, and and grab the paper towel and the stupid uh, uh, cleaner and clean it up. What the? How? How is it? It 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 all. St- My angst is uh, steeped in the absolute neglect for anything that is in his path, his path of destruction. Now I I offer you this. <sighs> For you lovely, amazing people who are visiting my house uh, on Saturday for the first ever Eric Zancho podcast listener party, you're like, hey, hey, tell me about that. What, what do I need to do to get to that? Uh, look, I, you know, I, I've talked about it, and uh, and I, what, he, here's how it is. Uh, people are coming over, uh, audience members, like, hey, well, how do I, how do, I do it? What, well, just let me know that you're coming. That's it. Just tell, like, Kent, I can't drop the E out of you. Are you going to be there? Linda Hall, are you coming? Adam from Houghton Lake, are you coming? Adam Schwab, are you going to be there? Uh, Lisa, are you coming? Tim Kuyper, are you coming? Tandy, Marcy. Okay, you know, I want to see you folks here at my house. Just know uh, this. If you, you will be interacting with the NFK. If you shake his hand... Uh, wash it after, or just don't shake hands. Okay. That's all I'm telling you. I have another uh, cleanliness issue to discuss with you about the NFK uh, from this past weekend. Son of a gun. I have a ton of stuff to discuss with you. Uh, I met a listener. I met a... I met a new listener and uh, up at Fear Bunker North, actually in Grayling. I, I can't wait to discuss that. It's just a small thing. It's just It was just cool. I tell you what, I had an amazing weekend despite uh, uh, two really terrible things that happened. Uh, terrible size of the problem. Uh, in hindsight, um, they, they make for great stories. But at the time, it was the worst thing ever. Uh, person named here be rabbit i don't know who that is says is kevin still picking his crack in front of company yeah um yes yeah all the things that you can imagine mark says stuttering john today glad you bring that up uh full transparency this is how it went john showed up on my youtube video made fun of me because nobody's watching it that's a regular thing uh, that nobody would watch it. So I rolled with it, laughed along with them. He invited me on his show. And I said, I'm definitely going to take you up on that. Uh, and the idea was, uh, listeners of Who Are These Podcasts, hey, are you going to uh, have John on? If so, I have a question for John. Okay, great. And uh, then a couple of people on the Discord sent a question along. And they were serious, actually. They want to know what, what, is, what is behind the brain of this man. Okay, and so I reached out to Johnny. Hey, man, is this happening? 
on a, I, I added a comment, and then and then he said, send an email to this guy. He has a, uh, I guess, a person who represents him. So I'm like, oh, shit, this is already getting wonky. You know, you add another uh, cook into the, into the stew. I'm like, just fucking reach out to me yourself. What the hell is wrong with that? So I reach out to this guy. His name is Dante. Actually, John left the agent's um, email. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I, I, I went ahead and deleted it after I wrote it down. I didn't want anybody, like, making this weird. So I reached out to him. I go, hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, John asked me to reach out. Do you want me on uh, his show on Tuesday? Because John said, come on Tuesday. I go, all right, I will. I haven't heard back. So then I wrote to John again on the comments of that YouTube video. I go, hey, buddy, I reached out to this Dante guy, and I have not heard from him. Is this happening today? Because John's recording today. So I don't know. In limbo. Uh, hear me, rabbits. The stuttering John's podcast is hard to sit through. Yeah, I, I understand that, too. And frankly, um, I've been there. Podcasting is hard, especially when you're alone. You got to learn to keep the content moving. You can't sit there and stammer and yammer like a dumbass. And plus, John's brain, in some cases, I think, is a little bit uh, ass backwards. Just his thinking on things. But whatever. Uh, I have no idea anything else about this guy. I don't know him personally. All I can do is uh, look at his body of work like everybody else. Uh, and everybody else has, and they seem to have formed a, a terrible opinion of this guy. We shall see. I'll keep you posted. All right. Uh, Josh writes, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to come to the party here. Pending the time, we may not. Uh, it starts around 3 o'clock. All right. I'll tell you this about the party. In fact, the party is uh, coming up on Saturday. Here's what's up. My house in the backyard. Having a great time. People jumping in and out of the pool. We're playing cornhole. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to cook for you. This is, this is the thing I am cooking for you. And so no in-depth conversations because I need to be concentrated on the grill. I don't want to burn any food. I have a gas grill. I got a gas grill for, um, father's day. And so that means it is superior than any, any shit charcoal grill. Thank God. So we will be eating like Queens and Kings. All right. Uh, we're going to have the Eric Zane Show podcast, Slaughter the Turks Shish Kebab, which I'm telling you, this requires a lot of prep, a lot of prep to make the uh, individual marinades for all the, for the chicken, the uh, shrimp, and the beef. And we are going to have a Shish Kebab bar laid out for you party goers, okay? And you're going to make your skewer. You're going to hand it to me. I'm going to cook it for you. I'm also going to have completely separate the Slaughter the Turks Armenian Meatballs and Sauce recipe. That one that I won that uh, cooking competition, that will be there for you too. Well, hey, Zane, what do we bring? Whatever the hell you want. Yes, you do bring something. Dish to pass. Uh, what do I need? I need some direction. Yeah, take the initiative and just do it. Bring something you like. We'll all love it. So if you are proud of something you can make, bring it. I don't care if it's chopping up a watermelon. Bring it. Okay, the more the merrier. Uh, bring what you want to drink too. Okay, uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I would love to be able to have pay for an open cash bar. Okay, so there you go. That's how the party works. 
We're going to start at three. And let me tell you this. I think that uh, I don't want to be the guy who has to say, hey, go home. Because there is going to come a point when uh, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm ready for bed. So let's just kind of uh, have this deal ahead of time where it's like, I don't know, 10, 30, 11. I don't know. Is that too, is that rough? Is that too early? I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't want to stay up that much later. I am kind of a grumpy Gus. If it gets too late. And for me, that's late. So for all you people who stay up till three in the morning drinking, this is not going to, that is not going to happen. I'm actually going to point my finger at you and say, Hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. I will throw you out. That's it. There are, uh, uh, Dean, do not uh, hit on my uh, 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 neighbor's underage children. Totally kidding. That was, that was, that was below the belt, Dean. I'm sorry. Stay away from my wife. I'll tell you that. Don't call her Pooh Bear. That is, that is the name I give her. You cannot call her that. For God's sake. It's coming up Saturday. And, um, Josh writes, staffing is short at the hospital. Ah, damn it. <sighs> Kent says, way past my bedtime. 10.30 to 11, that's way past your bedtime? All right, well, you know, come earlier in the day. Plenty of time. Chris, I, Chris, I know, is going to be there. Dean, uh, Jason says, Dean, Dean, bring a jar of honey. Come on. Asshole. Mr. Gary, how oh, this is fantastic. So uh, my wife is, um, she was with me at Fear Bunker North. And then uh, dear friends of the family, the Kirkstras said, hey, guess what? What? We rented a uh, house on Mackinac Island. And we, uh, Diana, do you want us to pick you up? And then from where you are now up north and then, uh, you know, We'll take you up north while Eric goes home. And um, so they were like, oh, that's a great idea. So then I just uh, drove down the road, dropped Diana off yesterday, and she went up to Mackinac Island uh, to be with her pals. So hello to Gary, who's hosting. And that's very, very kind of you to invite uh, Diana. So that whole group is together. Uh, the Queen of the Forest and I are not together. I may have to get her on the show in a little bit for something that happened over the weekend that was absolutely outrageous. Uh, this show is titled Your Old Pal Eric Almost Got Into a Fist Fight. Diana is involved in this. Holy crap. We have so much stuff to talk about today. I'm actually very, very... I was, I was laying in bed and I go, you know, for once I don't have to sit here and search for stories because uh, for the amount of time that I was away, they kind of just piled up. Uh, a lot of amazing things to discuss on the show today. It, it, uh, I, I'm going to have to work hard to keep it uh, at a normal amount of time because um, I'm going to want to fit it all in and then, you know, I'm just going to run out of time. I've got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Dennis takes on Dale at 1030 my time this morning. Um, all right. So I'm kind of going all over the place here. I got to I got to focus. Um. Eric B or here be rabbit says Eric must have left the dogs in Grayling. He should have left Kevin up there to fend for himself. No, I've got three dogs in here, believe it or not. They just don't, they just feel like laying on the ground. I guess they're all here. Three of them are here. Benny, Benny, the one eyed wonder dog is in the other room. 
Um, so again, when it comes to the NFK and Joe Morin was asking this, cause I know he's going to be there. He's like, what should we bring for the NFK? You know, hey, look, you guys, you know what to bring for the, for the NFK. First of all, uh, no hand soap because he'll just take it and throw it away. Uh, no shampoo because he'll go, okay, great. And then you'll never see, he'll, well, he'll, he'll never use it. Uh, you know, hot pockets. Jimmy Dean's stuffed hash browns, frozen foods, any type of uh, 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 frozen breakfast burritos are good. Those Monterey frozen breakfast burritos work. That is, a, This is all an offering, okay? He'll be sitting there in the chair, in the chair of stink, and you'll walk in, you go, hello, NFK, I offer this. You know, kind of like the, the three kings would, would bring the stuff to baby Jesus. Here's some myrrh. Here's some Monterey chicken burritos or some uh, breakfast burritos for you. Uh, those are all those are all good. Uh, Ham's beer. You must you can bring Ham's beer for the NFK and you can bring uh, Grizzly long cut wintergreen. These are all things that the NFK loves. Uh, n- nothing to keep clean. Uh, the, if Diana is watching this right now, uh, I had a discussion with Diana, and she says to me when we're up at Fear Bunker North, she's like, uh, um, hey, you have to uh, talk to Kevin. And I go, why? And she says, well, um, you're going to have to tell him to take a shower. And I'm like, the, my first thought is, why am I the go-to? What? I have had to have many difficult, awkward conversations with this gentleman. Can you at least pick up the ball and run with it for one or two? I love you dearly. But can I just... It, 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 it's hard. It's absolutely hard to do that. All right? And... um so I go, well, why? What's up? She goes, well, it's been very, very hot. And he's been outside a lot. And he's been putting buds, uh, bug spray on his skin. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is all true. This is all true. These are all things that are, are true. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, do, I'm not doing that. Uh, uh, hopefully he'll take care of it himself. And I think I'm just going to continue on with that story. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to derail it. Uh, Mark writes: How long does the NFK plan on living with you? We are okay. In all seriousness, uh, we are his caregivers. He cannot live on his own. If you don't know, I, I I'll just cover this really quickly again. Uh, a number of years ago, he had a. Uh, lobotomy, a temporal temporal lobe lobotomy on his brain to fix his uh, epilepsy. Okay, and it worked. Now, I, but I don't know. So he, there's a lot of things that make it so that he can't take care of himself. So it's very very difficult, and he's um, suffering from uh, neuropathy and uh, a couple other things that affect his mobility quite a bit. And there is a very real chance that he could fall and hurt himself. So 
you know, I got to help him up the steps and things like that. And he doesn't bust his ass. So, all right, great. I love him dearly. Uh, him and I stick together quite a bit. We do a lot of things together that are very, very fun. But uh, Jason writes, he's like a preteen boy. Messy sits around with the TV on for hours. Got to remind him to shower. You're absolutely correct. This is a preteen boy. And, I, and again, I, think, I don't think that the uh, 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 inability to um, take care of himself or the ability to take, that he does not have to take care of himself, I think that it's more for it's, – it's because of he hasn't um, – he doesn't have a woman in his life. That's what I feel. When you have a woman in your life, you you uh, you got to make very very uh, you got to take care of yourself. And so, if it weren't for women, all of us dudes would be stinky, disgusting animals. So okay. Yesterday, I am driving Diana to the rendezvous point for her get to get picked up to go up north, or even further up north, to Mackinac Island. Which, by the way, I I know you guys are having a great time up there. And she loves it up there. I do not. I absolutely hate that place. I am so glad I do not have to be there. What what a nightmare. I mean, you guys to each their own. That is not fun. Okay? I don't like walking around smelling horse shit all day. I don't know how you guys are doing this. Hey, what do you want to do? Hey, well, let's start the day by going outside. We'll see the giant bridge, which is cool. And then we're going to smell some horse shit. And then we're going to walk 10 steps and smell some fudge. And then we're going to go to the uh, breakfast place and pay uh, $18 for one egg and a piece of toast and half a glass of orange juice. Uh, Then we're going to walk out, smell some horse shit, almost get run over by a guy on a bike. And then we're going to get on bikes. It's going to be 97 degrees. We're going to pedal our bikes. We're all going to get heat exhaustion, smell some horse shit. Go to some stupid fort where a bunch of ghosts are taking us through the damn place. I honestly believe that. that Those aren't actual tour guides. They're actually the dead that have come back and are ghosts and are giving. They're the weirdest people ever. And uh, you're all on an island. A hodgepodge of people from different uh, walks of life throughout, uh, throughout the Midwest. It is disgusting. Horrible place. Oh, terrible. What? A woman in Kevin's life? What universe is Eric Eric on even thinking that as a hypothetical? No, you're right. Well, I'm just saying that that's what it would take to get this guy. So um, I'm driving Diana to the rendezvous point. It's me, Diana, and the NFK. And the second I get into the car, uh, something hit my nose that uh, I haven't smelled since January, or I'm sorry, July 30 of last year. And July 30 of last year was the day that uh, the NFK's brother, Diana's brother, David, God rest his eternal soul, passed away. And uh, when we got there to begin the process of, um, you know, getting through all of that, we brought the NFK back here. And the car ride over here, I was, it was the worst. It was horrible. So, uh, and on that day I said, all right, welcome to the house. Get in the shower. And, um, and I'm not kidding you. He was furious about that. And I'm like, yeah, you, you smell like my balls, uh, I, on a bad day. So get in there right now. That actually happened. Um, so we get in the car yesterday and, uh, 
Well, there it was. And I'm like, ah, there it is. I, I smell it. I smell testicle gel and uh, whatever else this is, whatever hodgepodge of sweat, uh, feces, and smegma, it's now in my brain. Thank you. You sit next to me, and I'm like, okay, what do we do? And I'm actually getting pissed. I'm actually, I'm actually so damn pissed. We get to where we're going. Drop Diana. Okay, see you later. Love you. Bye-bye. Off she goes. And then I'm like, why are you putting me in this spot? I almost want to, I mean, maybe this is what I need to actually say, um, it, it's angering me that you are so disregarding your hygiene that it, it is affecting me. Yeah, in my opinion, that is a terribly offensive thing to do. I don't care about my well-being. I mean, forget you, I guess. What about the others? What is going on there? How is that even a thing that a person... I mean, you, you have to be really, really... I mean, something's wrong. And uh, so Diana gets out of the car, and I had enough sense to not say it in front of her. I go, buddy, when we get back to uh, Fear Bunker North, uh, you and then we, you know, we're going to drive home yesterday. You have to take a sponge bath. You have to go into the bathroom of the camper, and uh, I'll leave a wash rag and a towel to dry, and you need to wash every essential part of your body. Okay? Okay. And I'm like, what a, what a, what a fucking terrible discussion to have with a 60-year-old man. Wash your asshole. Do you mind washing your asshole and your underarms and your balls? Uh, would you do that? Oh, my God. And uh, so we get back there. And I go, okay. Uh, and I get all the uh, uh, toiletries out. I get the, the wash rag and the dry, the towel to dry himself. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I would just force him to get into the shower, but this is kind of a confined space. And it's like, that is even worse. It's just everything about this. Everything about this is infuriating and maddening to me. Uh, one grown man should never have a discussion with another grown man about washing his asshole. Yet here I am. What the fuck? And um, so he goes in there and closes the door. And um, I hear something hit the ground. And then he drops about 10 MFs. And uh, this is a confined space. So whatever has fallen, obviously, he has to pick that up. He wants to pick that up, and he's not going to be able to because he, he can't bend. So I go, shit. So, you know, he's also prone to massive overreaction. There, there, like I said, there's no dimmer switch. It's just on and off. So now there's he is enraged inside of there. And uh, so he gets done, and uh, he opens up the door. And I go... How's it going? And uh, 
I, I don't, he, he looks at me and he goes, I'm a motherfucking son of a bitch in sunglasses and they're gone. My fucking sunglasses are gone. Shit, fuck. And I'm like, okay, calm, calm, breathe. It's okay. I can, I can, you know, it's okay. I'll, I'll, and so he steps out of there, you know, Penguin Stein's out and I, I bend. And in one second, I have them in my hand and he goes, oh, like, what, what, did you think they fell into like a black hole and they're, they're in another universe? And what, they, they, they couldn't have gone far. You realize not everybody uh, has, a, has a broken body like you. I can bend at the knees, the back, the ankles, all these things. Not a problem. Relax. Holy shit. So then, uh, dude goes and uh, he's getting ready to throw on... Uh, some clothes and he grabs the same rancid shirt and I go, Hey, nope, nope. Let's, uh, let's put on a clean shirt. He looks at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to put on a clean shirt now. And, uh, so I help him get his, in his, uh, suitcase. And, and I, I don't know if it's, he's just, he doesn't like to take the extra step. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard for him. I have no idea, but I'm helping. I, I, I put his shirt on for him. And then I go get, I have a thing of deodorant, which I am now bequeathing to him. Uh, and I go, all right, put him up. And he puts the arms up like Clyde, the orangutan from freaking every which way but loose. And uh, the unbelievable patch of hair under his arms. Uh, Patriot Nick, good morning. Uh, you're, you're, you're missing the uh, NFK sponge bath story. You're going to have to back up on your own time and check that. Uh, check it out. And then I take the Old Spice and I, I, I put it on him. I'm like rubbing it on everywhere. I want to put it on under his nose, under my nose. No, absolutely, definitely don't do that. Oh. Sarah says, you know, you can probably get a caregiver to help him. No cost for you guys since he's on disability. Oh, and I'm a certified caregiver. Yeah, but if I, we did that, then we wouldn't have these amazing stories. Okay, it's fine. Honestly, I don't really mind doing that. I just don't mind. I just don't uh, care for the conversations. I don't mind helping him. I, I actually like helping him. It makes me feel like I'm like I'm helping, and that's okay. Uh, I'm not complaining about that. My problem is I have to convince him to do this, you know? <laughs> Here be Rabbit says... Lay Kevin down like an infant with his legs up and wipe him down. That's coming. That is coming. I can promise you that. Like I said, it sounds weird. I don't mind helping a person. I really don't. It's just the awkward conversation. So then I, I, I basically what I, okay. So then when we get in the, ve the vehicle and we're getting, finally getting ready to go, um, I'm like, there's a hint of smeg cheddar with a little bit more old spice and and irish so it's irish spring smeg cheddar and old spice and kind of like this bouquet of flowery ball gel okay uh, wafting up to my nose and it's like my my fucking brain can't figure out 
if I am to gag or go, I like this. It's really, it's become a, it's become a, a olfactory mystery at this point because there's just a hint of the smeg cheddar still. So I'm pretty sure he did not do a uh, very thorough job on this. Oh my God. Hello to the tarantula farmer who is in Rutherfordton. That's a hard city to say. Rutherfordton, North Carolina. You missed out on an epic NFK story. So let me just tell you people, when you visit on Saturday to my house and whoever's here, you're like, hey, how do we get to that? What's going on? Just uh, look, look, I don't know. Send me an email if you're coming and I'll take care of the rest. Don't act. It's not the end of the world if you don't know what's up. Just if you want to come and visit for the party, eat my food, hang out, say hello, dive in the pool, uh, uh, offer something up to the NFK, just visit. Just come. That's it. I've got a guy coming from Illinois. I think he used to listen to me on QLZ. I think his name is Chris. Is that is it Chris? I forget. I've got a lot of I got a lot of emails about it. All right. Um but I'm I'm not kidding you. If you shake his hand, wash it right after. Or just don't shake it. Just give him a salute and wave. Uh, if he puts his hand out, then you might be fucked. You might have to shake his hand. Uh, if you get if you if you get to know him too much, he's gonna hug you at the end of the night and probably give you a kiss. I'm so not kidding. So if you want to avoid rotting tooth enamel flake breath, be careful. Zane, how can you say these terrible things? Look, I'm just telling you what it's like in the house. This is all this is all happening. And um, you know, as a caregiver, I think it's okay to say, what's in it for me? And, you know, what's in it for me is we have this great relationship with my dear uh, brother-in-law, with his sister, and I'm 100% okay with that, and I love it. But at the same time, it uh, it is too great of ammunition for this show to ignore. I would be, I would explode, okay, and anxiety and uh, and agitation and irritation if I did not have the ability to tell you this scenario. Eric, aren't you worried it'll get back to him? No. Uh, I'm not. Uh, he doesn't know how to work the Internet. It, there, there's no access to it. He's off the grid. Here be rabbit. It says rotting tooth enamel flake breath. My God. Bah ha ha. And listen to me, if you, you cannot, um, when you visit, there is no referring to him as the NFK. He doesn't know what that is. He has no idea. And, uh, you know, he, when you, when you bring him things, he's going to say, I'll just say, yeah, you know, I, I, I said on the podcast that you like this stuff. So don't go over the top with it and don't, don't, uh, don't, um, Listen to me. I'll be, I'll be keeping a close eye on any, on any of these interactions. If any of you 
fucking bastards decide you want to spill the beans as to some of the conversations I've had on this podcast about him. Like if one of you idiots walks up to him and says, hey, I heard you don't wash your asshole. I'm fucked. Okay. Then the podcast is over because he's uh, I'm just going to have to quit the whole thing because I'm not going to trust anybody and it's going to be terrible. And I'll find out who spilled the beans and will burn your fucking house down. So shut up about that. Don't say shit to the NFK about the things that happened between you and me. Okay? Just, hey, nice to meet you. Here's some Ham's beer. Here's some Hot Pockets. Here's some, uh, uh, what do you call it, Grizzly Long Cut Wintergreen. And that, that's it. No more. You don't need to say too much. So those are the ground rules. Stay within those parameters and we'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, Patriot Nick, don't even fucking go there. Hey, Kevy, I've heard so much about you. No, don't don't even do that. Don't say shit. Schaefer's got it down. He says, keep it on the down low. Tandy says the NFK is blessed to be a part of your family. You're damn straight. He is. He's uh, and and we're lucky to have him. Here, B. Rabbit says the entire situation is ludicrous. Yeah, tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. <clears throat> Michael Ball is in attendance. Let me read you an email that this guy sent me. It's too much. Uh, where is it? Michael writes this. It's official. You got your wish. I was a giant slacker in Hawaii. I missed four full days of working out. Crab workouts many of the other days. Put on about six to seven pounds. So congrats. Then he says, you are now the favorite to win. I don't think that's the case, but all right. Go ahead with your passive-aggressive snark. So let's get the site up. He's talking about the fundraising site. And all the money will pour in on the guy who, quote, knows everything there is to know about how to train. And that, that is true. I do. Uh, enjoy being the hunted. Game on. Sincerely, your fat friend, Michael Ball. I wrote, stick it. Site is almost all set. Waiting on them. The Peruvian Edge writes, someone needs to make a movie about all this. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So, all right. Saturday's a party. Uh, would you do me a favor? RSVP. I've got a number of people who already have. Uh, if you're like, how do we get to your place? Well, if you don't already know, just send me an email. I'll take care of that. No big deal. It, that, that's easily solved. Okay. Saturday, the party. Ah. Uh, Boy, yeah, it sure was annoying, though, to have to say, hey, you're going to need to wash the, st- knock the shit off, not the, knock the body odor smell off down. Because, you know, he was at about a DEFCON uh, 9 out of 10. And I, I needed him to be about a 3. You know, it was just too much. I can't sit there in the vehicle and uh, with that just burning into my brain. I have so much to talk about. I'm just scratching the surface. Um. Let's get into the dramatics when I was just trying to leave Fear Bunker North. Okay. So when I travel, I'm driving in the RV and I tow Diana's Dodge Journey behind on a car dolly. 
car dolly is just two wheels. The ramps tilt down. And then you drive the car up the ramps. And then you lock it into place. And then the, uh, you strap the wheels on to the dolly. Very simple. And then you can tow the vehicle. I have now ripped off three, count them, three bumpers since I've started using this. The most recent was yesterday. Now, the other two, okay, I ripped off the bumper on my Civic a few years ago. It actually came off at Fair Bunker North. And uh, I wasn't careful about putting the car up on it. And that caused the problem, and uh, the, I, I ripped the bumper off. Part of it got snagged down to the car dolly when I backed it. I was horrible. Uh, then I got that repaired, and then last year, uh, I didn't rip it off, but it's severely damaged. It's, it's like partially off, and you can pound it back into place. The same vehicle that I, that I repaired, um, that bumper is, was damaged a second time, and, it's, and it hasn't been fixed. The most recent is... Um, yesterday so i go to drive diana's car up onto this onto this thing and um i'm alone and so the idea is you got to get close and then get out look where see if you're centered and then uh, get back in the vehicle if you're not then you got to make an adjustment and i thought everything was right and so i start to go up it and i hear a noise that i don't like and uh, i'm like "Uh uh-oh and um there is damage to this one particular area it looks but it looks like it can be repaired Okay, and uh, so it it, it actually comes off. It's like a a plastic piece, cosmetic plastic piece. But it it looks like I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no, here we go again. Um, But it it, it had salvageable and so much so that I'm like, I'm not even going to say a word about this. Uh, So off we go. I put the piece into the backseat of the uh, of my wife's car and I get back in the car and I continue doing my thing. And I, I go up onto the spot, and then you, you, what you do is you feel like the vehicle settles in, like, the area where it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, I feel the vehicle going down. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I put the brakes on, and I hear terrible noises. I have driven off. Of, I've, dr- I've driven to the spot where I'm supposed to go, and I've gone over that this is the equivalent of driving like with those uh you know those cinder block parking things in a parking lot you're like driving over that and getting the car hung up but actually much worse because i'm on a ramp so i've driven uh, as far much farther than i'm supposed to go take a look at this okay you can see it right here there's o'neill kind of just staring at it um where, uh, if you're out watching the live stream, you can see it. And for those of you that will just be listening to the audio podcast, uh, I will provide the link and you can see it for yourself. But um, and you might be like, oh, well, just back up. No, no, no. That's, that's not, that's impossible. And the, and the right tire is on the ground. It's even worse. Um, so I am screwed at this point. Uh, the next picture. Okay. You see the damage there? This uh, this silver part is a part of the dolly. Uh, this is not supposed to have a car resting on it. So this is not good. This is a terrible, terrible thing that has happened. And I was like, um, it, it's crazy. When something like that happens, which, you know, size of the problem, this is not a huge deal. 
it's not like somebody died or anything. But I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. This is terrible. I'm such an asshole. You, that, that's the thing. You feel like such an idiot, an idiot when that happens. So, oh, God. Um, I get out of the car. I go, Kevin, you got to see this. And um, Nick says, lock the parking brake on the car and pull the RV forward. Yeah, uh, I, I, I wasn't about to do that. I was definitely not going to take this into my own hands for fear that I could do something. I was, you know, I was concerned possibly of puncturing the oil pan or doing something with the underside of the vehicle and making it so much worse. Uh, it was, it was, it was gruesome. So I'm like, okay, Kevin, get out. And he, he gets out. He penguins down. So he goes, well, what the fuck is it? What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? I go, yeah, I, uh, this is a major problem. We we're we're not going anywhere. And all we we're right. We we're ready to leave. We had cleaned up all. Well, I had cleaned up everything that needed to be cleaned up, uh, put everything away at fair, at fair bunker North. Here we go. We're leaving now. And, uh, this is the last thing I got to do. <laughs> no big deal. Here be rabbit rights. It's only Diana's daily driver. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You're not making this easy. Um, I call my uh, brother-in-law, Mike. He drives over, and he's with his, uh, his brother. And the brother is one of these. Um, all right, man. Why don't we do this? And he's, like, coming up with a game plan. And, and my brother-in-law, Mike, is like, man, just call a record service. Your life's going to be so much better. Just sit here, relax, call somebody to come fix us. Um, Alexis writes, those fender flares are held on by Christmas trees. Uh, that's a little part. Easy fix. If it's out of shape, warm the backside with a heat gun and mold it back. And, no, it's, it's destroyed. Trust me. You, it may, maybe the picture... The uh, picture didn't do it justice, but shit's all cracked in there. It's, it's no good. Um, so the so my uh, brother-in-law's brother is like, oh yeah, we can fix it. We're just gonna get a couple of jacks, and I'm like, dude, no, no. And then my my brother-in-law is like, yeah, um, let's go. Leave him alone. Don't don't uh, offer any type of fix. We have to leave. We're going home too. We're getting out of here. So okay. The vehicle is completely screwed. Cannot move it. Uh, I call up a wrecker service. Dude shows up. And uh, nicest guy in the world. And I'm like, hey, so um, you probably see this a lot, huh? He goes, ah, nope. No, no I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen anybody actually do this. And I'm like, fuck. Because I've seen people drive over the concrete uh, parking lot things when they go too far for maybe uh, accidentally step on the gas when they should be stepping on the brake. You know, a lot of old people do that, and I'm old. I don't know. Maybe this is the end. So uh, he has to attach the car to, and he has to raise it up, and then by hand, him and I pull the dolly out. Uh, start the car. Make sure it's in uh, running order. It is. It's fine. Uh I immediately uh, yesterday I sent an email to my insurer. This is why you have insurance. Um, Jason says, "Remember when we first met, Eric? Next time, call me and I'll walk you through it." I I do not remember the first time I met you. I thought the first time I met you 
was at that uh what was it that place where i was doing the um wasn't it like a boy scout camp or some camp or some shit with with like a rock wall Patriot Nick is such a cocksucker. He writes, nicest guy in the world. Of course he's nice. He's making money on your incompetence. You know, you're the only fucking guy that would say something like that. You're such a dick. You know that? You're a fucking fat, tittied, uh, 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 overgrown, bearded asshole. Shut the fuck up, Nick. Dick. Andrea says, first time you met Jason was at Rebounders while it was fixing my car. No, no recollection. I have no idea what you're talking about. Fucking Nick. Shut up. All right. So that's kind of burning on my brain. Got the car back up on the thing, and off we went. Out of all the things that happened this weekend, that is that is not the biggest thing that uh, I have to talk about. <laughs> the biggest thing that I have to talk about is the near fight that I got into with some local yokel asshole in uh, just uh, just about a mile away from Fear Bunker North. And I, I, uh, I honestly think I did the right thing here. I had to. I may have to call upon my brother-in-law, Mike, and my wife, Diana, for help on this story. As you know, I like to tell, spread the word that the easiest way to get this show, well, there's several easy ways to get this show. You can watch it live every weekday at about this same time, starting at about 8 a.m. Eastern time. On Facebook, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Share that shit. Share it and like it. Share it. That's like a, uh, a zero-cost very effective way to promote the show. Thank you so much for doing that on Facebook. Same thing, a Periscope video on uh, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you would retweet it, show the world what you like to watch, and uh, uh, put a snarky comment in there. I'd like to see what you, uh, what you come up with. And then on the almighty YouTube, brand new sponsor to YouTube, which I will be talking about a week from yesterday. Brand new sponsor, sponsoring the YouTube channel, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. If you could like it, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification, that would help too. I'm on Instagram, brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Follow me on Instagram, Eric Zane Show on Instagram. And uh, if you ever need to reach out to me, send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. On the Shoreliners striping inbox. In fact, Dear Meathead happens tomorrow on the show. If you have a question for dad, send it along via email. That would be great. Okay. Dying of thirst. I think I need a drink of water. In fact, I'm going to 
break real quick and get some. Regarding the uh, potential fight that I almost got in, Adam writes, in this corner, Clem with the thousand-yard stare. You're not kidding. You guys are going to love this. There's a lot of strange mysteries in this, how it all came to be. Hang on. I'll be right back. I'm back. It only cost me $350 to get the vehicle off of the car ramp. Why so? How come so much? What happened? It wouldn't have been bad at all if the guy didn't have to travel so far. The, uh, he, he was about 40 minutes away, and it's a buck 25 a mile. I called the record service in town, and they said it's a three- or four-hour wait. And I'm like, um, okay, never mind. It wouldn't have been nearly as much if I had used them, but uh, it was the distance covered that screwed everything up. Money well spent. So, um, I'm hanging out with my dad and uh, my brother-in-law, Mike. And earlier in the day, Diana drove up to a community north of where we are called Gaylord, Michigan. Uh, She wanted to get some things at the Walmart or whatever. I guess she needed something. So she takes her brother, Kevin. As she's coming back, I get a phone call. And she says, hey, uh, Kevin and I want to roast a hot dog over the fire. And you do a good job doing that. Will you, will you do that for us? And I go, yeah, that sounds like a plan. So I'm like getting things ready to go. Uh, just hanging out. I got, like I said, my brother-in-law, my dad. And uh, she goes, we are... Uh, Three miles away. I go, okay, well, she'll be here any minute. Ten minutes passes. And I go, something's wrong. So um, when she said three minutes away, uh, I looked. We share that app that shows where you are. And uh, I look where she is. Which, by the way, if you are in a relationship or, like, married with someone and you have that app enabled so that you can see where the other person is, and they suddenly... Uh, don't share that with you. There's something wrong. They're they're doing trying to keep something from you. To me, it, there was a friend of the family, uh, former friend of the family. This asshole. Uh, what the hell was his first name? I want to say his first name just so that people who know who I'm talking about can go. Oh my God! He gave he's at least giving part of the name. I know exactly what he's talking about. The fuck was that guy's name? That's probably best. Anyway, like a year ago, um, Madison says, "Yeah, Mister So and So, she was okay." Here's the story: Madison was dating this person, this kid, and uh, the this dude's dad is the asshole. Okay, so the story comes out that this guy has. They, they they approach me. They go, oh, my God, we don't know where Mr. So-and-so is. He's supposed to be somewhere in Florida. He's visiting his brother. And then all of a sudden, he uh, he stops sharing the app. And I go, oh, oh, he's cheating on his wife. What are you talking about? Yeah, trust me. He's cheating on his wife. <laughs> and um, they uh, for like weeks, they, they, they didn't think that at all. 
and he they ended up finding him or whatever. He showed up. He goes, hey, yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened. Uh, I lost my cell phone or what. You know, he makes up some stupid bullshit lie. He made up a story that he was going to, like, Florida to visit a brother or something like that. In fact, he was with the chick. You know, one of those things. Really clandestine meeting. So this fucking asshole, he ends up, he ends up, um, uh, story, story can be told now uh, without revealing names. There was a local guy. I'm totally digressing and changing my, uh, this is a, a tangent, but it's a great story. This uh, old man, like my age, um, hooks up with this like 25-year-old chick who's one year married, okay? And she's married to some poor guy who's running for some local... Um, I don't know, something, it's one of the local uh, elected officials. He's running, and he's, he's putting all his money into this campaign. He's working his ass off. And then um, while that is all going on, his wife, his new wife, is cheating with this uh, former friend of the family, okay? Now, we're still pretty close to the former friend of the family's ex-wife. She's great, nice lady. Uh, and then her son used to be dating my daughter. They ended up uh, going their separate ways. But, you know, that's still cool. I mean, the, the wife, the ex-wife, and the son came over for Madison's graduation. Nice, nice family. Great, great, great uh, people, except for the ex-husband. He's a piece of shit. So, um, yeah, Mr. So-and-so uh, turned off his sharing of his. I go, oh, it's because he's cheating on uh, Mrs. So-and-so. Ah, you're crazy. I go, no, I'm not. I can promise you that's what's happening. Three weeks later, sure enough, the cat's out of the bag. Oh, boy. And, man, did it roll downhill fast. Oh, horrible. And, I, you know, the, the, the dude in this, the piece of shit, Hey, never does he have a moment of clarity where, hey, maybe this isn't going to, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Ugh. God, just the turmoil. So now he ended up flying. He leaves his family. Does it? He's, he lives in Florida now. This is all in a year with this with this uh, stupid horse mouth woman who she ends up divorcing the guy. Poor guy was only married her for a year. The whole uh, election campaign goes out the window. It, it's like right near the election that this all went down. That that the cat was out of the bag. Oh God terrible there are a handful of you who watch you are watching this who know exactly who i'm talking about and don't don't speculate please on the chat if you think you know that would be great uh, sarah says we use it and a certain teenage boy says that the app isn't accurate nah it's accurate Whoever this here be rabbit is on YouTube, uh, I, you you may be a regular and have just changed your name. I don't know. Right? I have to use the restroom. Good thing I have my Bluetooth headset on so I can listen to Eric while sitting on the toilet. Jason says you could have saved some money back to the previous story with a jack and a few blocks. Um. Well, okay, yes, but time is money, all right? 
So that would have involved going to the – well, first of all, I had no way to get – you see, your comment is so stupid. This is why your comment is stupid is because it's pointless. Why the – how? Think about that. How the hell is that going to happen? Am I going to get into a car that I don't have and drive to go get jacks and spend money on jacks? You see, you don't think before you just fly. You just say whatever the hell is on your mind. Thanks. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the useless bit of information that would have helped me zero at that point. Thank you. I feel I, I hope you feel better with that comment. Jason, does Andrea ever say, yeah, shut up. You're not helping because that's what you just did. My God. If you weren't such a gargantuan man, I'd smack the shit out of you next time I saw you for that comment. Ugh. Yeah, no kidding. The fuck am I gonna do? I get, get, get in my Harry Potter time turner and, and fucking turn back time and just go to a fucking store and get uh, a couple of jacks on Sunday after Monday afternoon in the middle of nowhere? That's a stupid thing to say. Oh, I could have, hey, yeah, you would have saved some time and money if Godzilla showed up and lifted the car off the jack or off the fucking car ramp. Aram says, sounds like you should have AAA. Nah, those guys, that's a fucking ripoff. I'd rather just use it, have the guy show up once every five years and something stupid happens than pay 100 bucks a year for that. No, I'm not doing it. Triple A's a scam. Okay. Where the hell am I? Okay, so I don't know where the hell Diana is. I call her up and I go, hey, is everything all right? Because I looked at the app and she's in the same spot that she was in the previous time. I looked to see where she was. Ten minutes has passed. She's no closer. What's going on? Call her. Hey, is everything okay? No, I'm stuck and I'm lost. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search... E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate 
it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wait, what? Yeah! I go... Uh... Okay, so... Not sure what happened. I go, okay, um... Well, where are you? I don't know! Hence the lost! Okay. Well, no problem. Uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to open up Google Maps, press share your location, and then send it to me, and then I will... I'll just come see you, and I will I will get this since you're and I'm stuck in the sand. Okay, no problem. Now, at 51 years old tomorrow, I'm smart enough to know that she already feels like shit. So you do not you do not belittle your wife concerning this. Okay, she did not just see the 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 uh, and that's good. I didn't I, I I didn't do anything to her. I am good in this. I I am the most. Uh, I am the most behaved in this story. I did everything right in this story. You're going to love this story. Uh, she didn't, and I think she remembered that because when I told her I fucked up her car, she goes, it's okay, mistakes happen. Because I was all about that. I was like, hey, you know what, uh, whatever. You, 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 you made a mistake, no big deal. All that happened was, so I, well, hold on a second. Um, so my brother-in-law Mike is there, thank God, and my dad, and me, um, I go, hey, Mike, we got to go get her. And he's laughing. He goes, how? How did this happen? How? How? What, what's going on? And I go, um, she says she was just following the blue line on the app. And it uh, took her to a place that she's not familiar with. And I go, Mike, you got to understand. Um, she is, if the blue line says go somewhere, she's going to be the woman who drives into the lake. That's, that, that's going to happen. And he's laughing hysterically. And I go, Mike? He's going, how, how? I go, well, okay, let me just say this. I cannot ask these questions. This is not going to happen. I am not going to ask that. However, you can if you want. You do that at your own risk. But I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm not saying shit. My goal is to just not make her feel like an idiot and get her out of there so we can come back and have hot dogs. That's it. We go down this road. It turns into a uh, dirt road. I've been at, I've been down it before. And then you get to a metal barricade. And then uh, it turns off into a person's property. So this is the end of the line. Now I'm looking and she's right there. I see I see the, the location. I'm like, she's very, very close to us, Mike. And uh, so then I call her up and... Uh, she goes, are you coming? I go, well, um, it says we're here, but you're not. So and she got so freaking scared. She panicked. And she actually, made, this made me feel so bad. She goes, oh, no. 
And I'm like, oh, honey. I go, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I know you're close to me. So um, she's really upset. I go, what's Kevin doing? She goes, he's praying. So they think they're like in the Mojave Desert. And apparently he was out of the car muttering, going, Jesus fucking shit. Jesus fucking son of a bitch. Motherfucking, can you please help us out here? Shit, fuck. And uh, so I go, well, you don't need to pray. It's it's good. This is not a problem. This is easy peasy. I'm going to find you in about one minute. So um, I go, honk your horn. I turned down the volume of the phone because I can hear her at the same time in the car, and I stick my ear out, and I hear the horn. I go, okay. I know exactly where you are. You are past this metal barricade. What has happened is from the north, the GPS has taken her this route, and it's the other side of this barricade, and she drove to the barricade, the opposite side of it. Now, I can't drive past it, but I can get out and walk. So my thought is I'm going to go there. I got a shovel with me. I got some boards. I actually had the thought to carry all this shit or bring it with me, and it will get you out of being stuck. And then off you go. Go back the way you came. You go home. I walk down the road, and uh, it's very, very sandy, and uh, I, and she's not stuck. I go, I thought you said you were stuck. She goes, well, I'm stuck. I can't get up this hill in front of me. And it's a pretty steep hill. This is like uh, the type of uh, place, almost like state land, two-track. You ride your side-by-side on it or your four-wheeler. This is, this is a place where people do that type of shit or motorcycles, you know. And I go, oh, okay. Wow, that's crazy. I'm thinking to myself, the GPS took her here. And uh, so, in my opinion, um, up to this point, there is, she didn't do anything wrong. And I go, okay. Um, so, she cannot get up this hill. And that's where the getting stuck is. But she's not technically stuck at this point. I go, okay, no problem. Um, well, let's just go back and drive to this metal barricade. And there's a spot that's almost wide enough just just barely wide enough for her to get through but it's it's really sandy there so you got to be able to get the traction and if you if the car you know it's like almost like like you're on ice and it's up a little bit of a hill so the car is not going to like that and you could easily smash the side of your car up against this giant metal gate that's chained shut so I go, okay, let's go back there. So we're trying to go around this gate, and uh, it's it's not working. So um, there's a big boulder, and I, I, I roll the boulder over. It gives us a little bit more room, and we're trying to uh, figure it out, and um, it's not working. And my dad is barking out orders. You got to do this. And Mike's barking out orders, and they're arguing, and I'm just being quiet, and I'm just getting in the car and out of the car and and everybody's got two cents how to how to get from around get around this sign and i'm like oh boy this is just a catastrophe of it just we got to get out of here gentleman pulls up you guys need help i go well yeah i don't know man um whatever you know and so he's helping his uh and i come to find out uh i'll just refer to him for the clarity of the story guy number one so guy number one is uh chit-chatting and and about five minutes passes it's 90 degrees 
And it's, uh, but I'm just glad we got Diana back and uh, trying to get over this, this, this hump on the side of this fence. And then we'll be on the way back to my place. Time passes. Another gentleman walks up. Also very helpful. He says, hey, can I help you guys? And we go, yeah, you know, I don't know what the uh, hell is going on here. Just uh, we can't get by this this gate. And um, and so he watches us try again and tires spinning and we back it up, put the wood down, uh, just trying to num- numerous things to get by this this gate. And then after about two, three, four minutes of that, he says, well, by the way, Chris writes banjo banjo music starts in the woods. Yeah, um, exactly. These are people who um, they, they, they don't visit here. Um, these people live here. Remember, I said that um, I got uh, when Mike and I got to the gate, and then we all of a sudden we were on a guy's property. The man, second man who walked up. This is uh, he is he is now coming up. The man whose property we drove on and then backed out of. He comes walking up to help. And uh, so he suddenly, after he's watching us deal with this, he goes, hey, well, um, I got an idea. How about I just unlock the gate and you can drive through? And now I look at him and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I'm thinking to myself, this is your gate. Okay. Uh, I go, um, yeah, that sounds good. That would be that would be awesome, actually. Um, thank you for that. Um, okay. So I'm thinking that's it. This is over. Now I have no idea. Again, uh, I wasn't with Diana when she got herself into this, but I come to find out with the next set of circumstances in this story that Diana is on something that these hillbillies uh, take to be almost as sacred as the Bible and Donald Trump and don't tread on me flags. And that is private property. These hillbillies don't have shit, but what they do have is land. Okay. Well, so I guess they do have something, the land. And if you even like look at a leaf on somebody's property, you're going to have like, you know, a couple Doberman, Doberman pinchers j- j- chomping at you, wanting to kick your ass and bite the shit out of you. And some guy chasing you down the road with a shotgun. Diana has been treading on someone's property. Okay. That's not good. I don't know that. I have no idea of that at all. And no one's told me and she hasn't said anything. And then this guy says, after he says, uh, yeah, let me just open the gate for you. He says, you didn't see the sign. It said, do not enter private property. And then I'm like, "Uh oh, this just turned. And he is, his tone is aggressive and he's big. And the other guy, guy number one, is just standing there watching this unfold. And we all like, uh-oh. And, um, well, so that's weird. The next step is my dad. This is key. Now, this guy, now, 
uh, at this point, we realize he's an aggressor. You didn't see the signs that said private property? And um, then I realized, okay, uh, this is a little weird. I'm going to have to explain something here. Um, so, again, I don't know what's going on. And my dad is outside of the car. He takes one look at the guy. And my dad's got his big walking stick with him, his Buford Pusser walking stick. My dad looks at him and goes, hey, we don't need the lecture. Just open the gate. Now, in my opinion, this is, it was one, I, okay, before my dad said that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a problem. We're probably going to have to get an earful from this guy, and then we'll be on our way. So I'm going to let him say a few words that he's not happy about. I'll try to, like, ease it over, no big deal, and then that'll be it. But my dad makes it worth, worth, did you hear that? Worse by saying, hey, we don't need the lecture. I'm like, oh, fuck. I go, dad. He looks and he goes, what? I go, just let it go. Okay. So I go walking up to the dude and I go, buddy, really sorry about that. Um, my wife was following the blue line. I just, I wasn't driving. I'm here to try to get her out. Um, yeah, I got my brother-in-law who walks with a cane and my wife driving. They, they can't read. Now I'm like, okay, I'm my, I'm getting closer to the point of no return. Okay. Um, and I go, yeah, yeah, she can read. Um, and then I kind of under my breath, I say, ah, you know, uh, women drivers. It's, it's, uh, I think she, I think what, uh, I think she, what happened was she got a little freaked out because she was lost and, and thought perhaps she was on like the backside of, uh, our little area, which, cause where we, where we live, uh, when we're up there, there's private property signs everywhere. So she just, and she doesn't really know the area. So she kind of just assumed she was driving into a, uh, an, an area that is, is kind of like the uh, grouping of, because uh, like I said, wh- where you get into my place, it says private property too, but we go in there because it's ours. So she kind of thought that no big deal. And I, I wasn't uh, mad at her about that. And this guy, he continues to, to harp, and he's like, look, man, I, you know, I get so frustrated. I go, buddy, I, I get it, and uh, I wish I could make it up to you. I, I just uh, I, I think she just kind of got off, off the beaten path. Um, I appreciate you opening up the gate. We'll just get through and, and be on our way. And he goes, Jesus, fucking son of a bitch, and he's, he's pissed, okay? But what's weird is he started out with, can I help you guys? And he was very friendly, and then he let us kind of soak in it, and then he said, how about I just open up the gate? So that was weird. I'm like, okay, this, something's getting, this, is, this is getting off the rails here, and everybody's getting annoyed, and everybody's getting agitated. And so I'm, I'm taking it all in, and I go, man, I, I, I can't stress enough how sorry we are to be on your property. Uh, I, I'm really sorry about that. So he opens the gate. I'm like, okay, great. And then he continues to talk. And he's chirping, and he's still giving it to me and Diana. Can't you read? Oh, my God. I mean, how many sentences he's going on and on and on. And I look at Diana, and she feels like shit. And she looks like, and then she, she sticks her head out the window, 
And I'm like, okay, now this is it. If she says something here, I got I got her back. Okay, that's it. She goes, I'm sorry. I'm just ignorant. I guess I'm just ignorant. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is it. This is the big one. And uh, I go, yeah, I got I to gotta say something here. So um, I haven't even gotten the car aligned to where I can. I'm not even through the gate yet. And I close the door. And I go, all right, enough. And I'm walking towards the guy. And uh, so now Charity Scam, Mike, my brother-in-law, my dad, they're kind of like, uh-oh. Eric's gotten to the point of no return. I go walking up to the guy. And I go, okay, man, I get it. We fucked up. She fucked up. No big deal. But can you stop? We understand. You've said what you have to say. You're right. I got nothing. But can you just stop? You've said enough. Well, how many signs I got to put up? I go, dude, don't repeat it. You've said it many times. I get it. Well, I can say it. And then he goes, you're on private property. You're trespassing. I go, ah, yeah, you know, I get it. But it's not like the guy with a cane and my wife want to want to be an interloper on your fucking property. Trust me. We, we want to get the fuck out of here as much as you want us out of here. Trust us. This was an accident and he's still going on. And I go, he goes, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just defended. I'm just saying, I go, yeah, you did. You said it. You made your point, And now it's time to stop making the point. You've said too much. And I'm, I'm doing the alligator thing with my hand. I go, you talk too much. You've said your piece. Now that's it. Now, I felt pretty good about this because while I'm looking at him dead in the eye, he looked away. And I thought to myself, I got him. And uh, to me, that was telling me that he was done. And I think he was. And uh, so I'm like, okay, is this going to turn into like blows? And I was ready. If it got down to that, I was like, I was down. All right, let's do it. And so it's settling. I've made my point. And then guy number one comes storming in and he goes, well, then we'll shut the fucking gate. Fuck him. Fuck you. You're trespassing. I'm like, well, who the fuck talked to you? You're, you have nothing to do with this. This isn't even your fucking property. It's, I didn't say that, but he comes in and he goes, ah, yeah, fucking close the gate now. So now this guy's telling guy number two to shut the gate on me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Shit, son of a bitch. And so Mike, now we're mobilizing. Mike comes walking up and he goes, man, why you got to escalate this? This is between them. And then guy number one's wife says to guy number one, yeah, Todd, shut the fuck up. So the guy's wife is telling guy number one to shut the fuck up. He has nothing to do with it. And by the way, I haven't sworn at the guy. I've sworn here, but I did not swear at the guy. I didn't call him a name. I just said, yeah, dude, I get it. And I was actually pretty calm. I said, yeah, dude, I get it. You've made your point, but you talk too much. Enough. I hear it. Okay, enough. We get it. So that was it. This second guy, first guy comes and yells at me. Okay, that's it. Uh, Jason says, did you you at least have your pistol just in case? No, I didn't. That's a thing. What an idiot. Um, So uh, at this point, my dad is now getting closer. I've got, this is what I have for defense. Okay. It's these two, these two hillbillies and maybe the wife. She would probably be a peacemaker. You got me, uh, charity scam, Mike. Who's, who probably could get some power because he's got some big tits. My dad, who's got his stick in his hand, his big walking cane. Diana, she's powered by redhead rage. The NFK is mobilizing. He's going to shit in his hand and throw it at the guy. So we've got all this. Uh, that's that's our, our, uh, our munitions. 
So this guy and I are face to face. And this all happens in a period of a minute. And I go, dude, sorry, but that's the way it's going to be. You got to stop. I go back to my car. I get in. And everybody's this uh, guy, number one, whose wife is yelling at him. He leaves. It all happens. It happens so fast. I drive through the gate. I go, look, dude, I'm sorry it all happened. But all right, that's it. I put the big boulder back in place and I got the fuck out of there. Ugh. What a fucking nightmare. And um, so <laughs> Jason Schaefer says it sounds like the worst Dungeons and da- uh, Dragons Dungeons and Dragons group ever. We got a cleric, we got a dwarf, and we got a uh, we got a ranger. Uh, I got an old, I got an eighty-seven-year-old man, a guy with big tits, a redhead, and another dude who shits in his hand. It smells like fuck. Five hit points. Yeah, I used to play when I was a kid, but I grew up. So we get the fuck out of there, and uh, I'm not speaking. And she goes. I'm sorry. I go, you don't. I go, honey, you didn't do anything. I go, you did nothing wrong. Do not apologize. You just, no. Fuck this. Uh, Did you pull your pistol? Even if I had my pistol, that is not when you pull your pistol. That That is called, okay, a little bit of gun training for you. That is called brandishing. You do not wave your pistol around and threaten people with it. Okay. The only time the pistol comes out is when your life or another person's life is in jeopardy. That's it. That was not, I would have just thrown down. I would have taken the pistol. Tell you what, knowing me, if I would have had the pistol on me, they probably wouldn't have fucked with me because it probably would have been sticking out of my shirt. But whatever. No, you don't pull your pistol out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, honey, it's, it's okay. So I feel good about that. A lesser man would have screamed at his wife. So then uh, uh, Sam writes, yeah, Marcy, that's how you get killed for being stupid. So we're driving home. And uh, three minutes later, we're back at the place. I go, all right, it's hot dog time. And she's still upset. And uh, so I'm like, it's okay. And then a little bit more time passes. I go, but so let me just tell you, in the future, especially up here, you know, if you come across a place that you don't recognize and it says private property, do not enter, listen to that. Don't drive in there. Stay away from those places. Okay, I will. I go, you didn't do anything wrong. It's okay, you know. So um, I just, I was just, God, and then here's the thing. After it all went down and I walked away after I said what I wanted to say to the guy. He's sitting there saying to guy number one, Todd, I walked away from him. I don't know what his fucking problem is. Yeah, you walked away, but you kept talking. That was the thing. He kept talking. And so, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be and be a bitch. Uh, I got to say something, even if it involves, es- if it means escalating. Get- I mean, you can. It's man code. If someone is there and intimidating you and making you feel like an asshole, and you know that that's what's happening. You have to respond. And hopefully it will just be words and you'll be able to say your piece, defend yourself, defend your wife. And so then immediately I call up my, I said, Mike, I go, so, so did I, I do the right thing? And, uh, and, and he, <laughs> Dirk writes, not sure anyone would fuck with a man brave enough to wear Crocs in public. I wasn't wearing the Crocs, you fucker. I had a pair of boots on. 
I said to Mike, I go, I go, I did the right thing. He goes, fuck yeah, you did. You defended yourself and your wife. I mean, it, it only was words, but I mean, that's that's what you have to do. You can't sit there and be a bitch. <coughs> he said, you absolutely did the right thing. So, all right. That's it. Dust settled. No more. Uh, in fact, I think I need to bring in the queen of the forest here. Get her point of view on it. I was going to call Mike, but I don't know. Maybe I will. Everybody loves him. Hello. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I was just uh, getting, giving everybody the lowdown on the big uh, dust-up up north. On the what? On our big dust-up up north with those hillbillies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all started out nice, and then they turned on us. They really did. They really did. And uh, I, I think it, somebody is somebody uh, rebuilding the house there? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm wearing headphones, so it's super loud in my ears. So if you can go to a, uh, a, a, a soundproof room. <laughs> this house is like 150 years old. Well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, if you go to a room where there's no one, uh, no one is putting a roof on, uh, that's <laughs> – I don't know why we always have to – I mean, surely – after years of doing this, you can vacate to a room that's quiet when we're podcasting. I, I don't need your staff. Jason writes, why is there always clinking and clanking when you get her on the phone? Oh. I know, Jason. Yeah. I know. Hey. Tell Jason to. Tell, tell Jason to what? Never mind. <laughs> All right. Because here I am. Yeah. You're here. Um, so. Um, I don't think you did. I mean, you didn't intentionally do anything wrong in this at all. No, not at all. Um, you were you were very you were worried and you were lost and you were scared. Yes, correct. You what? One time, I sounded like you were about to burst into tears. Isn't that right? Well, yeah, I was scared when you you couldn't find me, and I'm like, well, I'm screwed then because I can't get my car out of here, and I have no idea where I am. So I couldn't even walk to try and find me. So you had an I mean, here you are with essentially a uh, a a handicapped individual, your brother, and and yourself, yep. and you're you're panicking, right? Yes. Um, when I told you I can hear your horn and I was going to walk to you, did you feel a little better then? Yes. I was explaining to the audience that even up to the point where the second man came up, I still had no idea we were even on private property. I just thought it was some dirt road. Yeah. Did you know at that point that it was private property? Well, I saw, like I said, I saw the sign. I didn't see five signs like he said he hit out. I saw one sign, but it was kind of pointing in the other direction a little bit. And I thought, well... Yeah. And I said, well, if it is private property, I'm part of the, uh, I'm one of those people that 
is can go on it because obviously I need to go down this to get to my place. Right, right. Well, I mean, so possibly you were assuming that this was like a back way into our cluster of pieces of property. Correct. Correct. I thought it was going to take you past Kathy's house. Yeah. The lady on down on the end of our road. Right. Right. And get me to my house. You had no idea. Yeah. You had no idea that our, our place is one way in one way out. Right. And he was not listening, correct? He what? He he wasn't listening. He wasn't having any of it. No matter what we said, no. he, he wasn't having no. any of it. Um, exactly. When he first started to express his his uh, his his uh, his problem with us, did you sense? Uh oh, this is going to go bad. Yeah. Well, even then, I I, I mean, even at that point, I'm like, because you were handling it really well, you're like. Dude, I'm so sorry. You know, I wasn't in the car. You know, my wife's not familiar with this area. It was an honest mistake. You know, blah blah blah. blah. You were know. you? Were you okay? Deep down, were you wanting me to say something? Um, you know, so, I mean, it, but when it, he started getting more worked up, I'm like, yeah, okay, that this needs to to end somehow. Something needs you to know, be said. Yeah. So it, you know. Here we are. We're on his property. We could have just, I mean, yeah, I, 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 as soon as I felt like he was, um, I started to feel emasculated when he kept going on and on and on. And then I started to feel bad because he's making you feel bad. You know, he can't, he's not understanding that this was a mistake. And I, I didn't say this when I was first telling the story that one point when I was in his face, I said, okay, she fucked up. People do that. Have you ever fucked up? And I think that's when he started to like, uh oh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I might I don't know, maybe he started to have a realization there that he had he was he was overreacting. Right. Yeah. But then the other guy who was being real helpful in life or I mean he was he kinda gave me a bad vibe too because he was kind of you could tell he was like kind of questioning us like well, I've been here since 1957, and I've never heard of where you live. Yeah, he's, he was asking where we were from, and I was explaining, yeah, well, we live just down the road, and we do. And he's like, well, I've never – he thought he thought we were, like, um, um, just going for a joyride, like right. on the guy's property. He was such, Yeah, I'm going behind in my Ford journey. Yeah, front-wheel drive car. Drive. Unbelievable. Son of a bitch. Well, yeah. um so when I started walk, when I, okay, because uh, it was at one point I had just had enough and I said, okay, I got to say something. And I walked away from our car towards where the guy was. Did you, were you like, uh-oh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I knew you wouldn't like punch him or anything, but I know you like to, you know, kind of well, like you did with the guy that, uh, he was not taking up our dog poop. Oh, that deal. Oh, yeah, that deal. I had to say something. I had to say something. Um, Which, you know, frankly, you walk up to that danger zone, you have a great potential to actually have somebody take a swing at you. And I'm okay. I mean, that would have been fine. I would have figured it out on the fly how to get that, somehow get that guy into a rear naked choke. (laughs) <laughs> or do something like that and plus we had Mike you would have gotten involved I kind of wish it would have happened yeah I don't know if I would have gotten involved with my arm but I might have temporarily forgot about that and gotten involved but your brother what can you, I said he was going to shit in his hand and throw it at him oh my god he was a nervous wreck well, hey 
Uh, by the way, you told me, I was telling the audience, you were telling me, Eric, you need to have a talk with them about taking a bath. Yeah. Um, well, as soon as we got in the car, the stench was overwhelming. And so I actually did. After you got out of the car, I said, okay, buddy, listen to me. I hate to just tell you this, but I'm just going to come out and tell you this. You stink. You need to go and wash the essentials right now as soon as we get back because I can't. It's it's too much. And then it's yeah. like, holy shit. Why am I? This is so horrible that I have to have this conversation. What is going on? Oh, you get mad. No. No, I didn't let him because I, I, I just say what I, what has to be said. I go, hey, this is bullshit. I didn't say that. I said, look, yeah, we got to take care of this. This is something that has to happen. So when we get back, I'm going to give you a, a wash rag and a towel, and you got to wash all the essential areas. So then he got done with Maybe. that. And yes, kind of. Uh, I, I don't know what happened behind the door. He might have just turned the water on. I have no idea. But then I put deodorant on him, too. I said, pants up. And I put the he put his hands up like he put his hands up like a fucking orangutan, and I put the uh, and he had a hair like an orangutan under his arms, and I, I put the deodorant on him. Then I threw the deodorant in the garbage. Then he goes and put on the old shirt. I go no 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 no. Let's get a new shirt. Let's get a let's get let's get a fresh shirt. Oh my god. Oh, I love him dearly, and I I and I you know honestly, and I was talking to the audience. I like taking care of him. I do. Right. But I, I do not like having to explain to him the importance of hygiene. That is bullshit. No, exactly. And I don't like getting out of my car. I'm getting like when I, I take the grocery store or came out for lunch. Like, my car stinks. Ugh. And, and another thing is yesterday morning when I got up, and uh, I think you were already outside with the dog, uh, I go into the back room where he sleeps. And it looked like he got in a wrestling match with a bear on the bed. Like the sheet was off, and all in a like a little ball, and the mattress pad was off. Well, I noticed he. I go. If he, he goes, what? He goes, I don't know what happened last night. And I go, Are you that restless? Oh, he He's does. Like, Apparently well, so. I'm like, if you notice that the the RV moves, you know, like if anybody even gets up in the middle of the night, it moves. I noticed that it, it and you you barely yeah, move, yeah, yeah. and it will move. Yeah. And so right. I noticed it was rocking. So maybe he was pounding his putt or something. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 and then when we're driving, he can't stop fidgeting. He's just constantly moving. It's like, dude, sit yeah. still. Just fucking sit there. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Yeah. I'm 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 not trying to be funny about this because, you know, you know my passion for people with autism and you know I teach them. But I think you know he's six years old, but I think he has autism. I'm not I'm not kidding you. That he he's too he he's too old that they wouldn't have been able to diagnose him back then. Wait a minute. This is a I'm first, not kidding. We have never discussed this. Huh? We we have never. Uh, we have never talked about this. What? Why? I know, but I just thought about it this, this past week, and you know, just observing some of his, how he does things, and and you know, wow. And it, the way he does things is so weird. Like even like with something simple as opening his beer can. So he opens his beer can, and then he sets it down next to him, 
and it, the, the, the mouth part is facing away from him. So instead of just setting the mouth part facing him to, to, to in the beginning, he sets it down and then he twists it, like he turns it. So that to so, so that it's facing him. You know what I'm saying? Rather than setting it down with it facing him, he sets it down and then turns it. Yes. Are you talking about, so does a person with autism, uh, I'm speaking to you almost like in an interview setting with an expert. Um, well, I, expert that, you, because you work with autistic people. Um, do, is it about ritual or habit? Yeah, a lot of them are just very like, a lot of times, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a ritual. Everything has to be just so. They do things a certain way. Yeah. You know. That's interesting. It's funny. As I asked that question, Kathy wrote, Kathy is listening on the live stream. She wrote the word rituals. Yeah. And that, well, that would explain if that were the case, the, um, the kind of like the ritual in the morning that we've talked about, the various yep. things that yep. those nuanced uh, ice in the water bottle, you know, and then all that, all that stuff, which is boring, but it does happen every single day. Yeah, and, and everything on his that little table that he sits by, everything on that table has to be set up a certain way. His wow. coffee has to go in a certain spot. His water has to go in a certain spot. His trail mix or whatever he eats has to go in a certain spot. His napkin, his the remote. The, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, interesting. It is interesting, and I think uh, outside of this conversation, that's as far as it goes because at 60 years old and he is – adapted um, right. and if you notice yeah. when we first started the idea of him going up north he wasn't really receptive to that because that's kind of different and then now he has he has rituals up there yeah that he's comfortable with right wow exactly. man okay uh, i'm gonna go have a cup of coffee now I sit, just got up. Uh, yeah okay thank you i love you I love you, too. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for you. Tomorrow, you... Oh, my God. It is a big day. Tell everybody why. Tomorrow's birthday. My birthday! (laughs) Yes, holy crap. It's your birthday. Yes! 51 years old. Oh, man, that's awesome. Okay. Okay, (laughs) thank you. you. Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, that's a newsflash. Sarah writes, everything is done in the same order every time. If one thing is out of place, look out. Yeah, boy. Kyle writes, autism is similar to OCD. Everything is done in a routine. Steps one, two, three, and it's awful if you forget one step. Yikes. Uh, Here be rabbit. Oh, God. Now they're analyzing the anomaly that is the NFK. Kevin is from a different planet. You can't explain his behavior. Well, I hope that the ritual, he adds steps like washing asshole that would be excellent i need to bring in one more individual here and i I can't guarantee you that i'm going to get this next one my world famous brother-in-law mike because he was involved in this this caper I told him I was going to call him, but he tends to sleep in. He owns his own business. Joey says, where are the dogs? They are in here. Three dogs are in here right now. They're all on the floor. Nobody wants to get up. Come on, Mike. 
What are you doing? I told you I was going to call you. Uh, he owns an alarm company. So if anybody needs an alarm installed. Ah, uh, um, where was I going to go now? I can't even, I can't even remember. Holy shit. I cannot believe it. I've been talking for an hour and 46 minutes. I so need to catch up on some of these sponsors. My God, get your merch, ericsaintshow.com. Great way to support the show and uh, show your pride is by getting a t-shirt for God's sake. ericsaintshow.com. Click on merch and shop away. I've got uh, tons of different t-shirts, different colors, different designs, all that stuff. Go there and check it out and shop. Maybe, uh, Get something as a gift for someone. Cornhole America invites you to buy a set of cornhole boards from these folks. It's a great game. Anybody can play, and it's fun. And these are the last set of cornhole boards you will ever have to buy. Custom made, you can put whatever design you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Your favorite team, you name it, all there, cornholeamerica.com. That's where you order. Shipped anywhere in the USA. Yes, they're more expensive than the shit show stuff you buy at the store. But like I said, you will never have to buy another set of cornhole boards again. Custom made for you. Uh, quality uh, materials. Uh, great American worksmanship. Based right here in West Michigan. Sending cornhole boards anywhere in the USA. If you do happen to buy a set of cornhole boards from Cornhole America, please send me an email that you did that. And I'll share it with uh, Jason the owner and operator of Cornhole America. Bennett Flooring Installation invites you to call upon them if you're thinking about getting the flooring installed. Some of you might do it like this. You take out the old stuff on your own, maybe the carpet or the uh, the old flooring, whatever it may be, and then uh, you want to install the new stuff, but you're like, hey, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about my ability to install it. Don't feel bad about that. Uh, that is uh, it's kind of like an expert's job, in my opinion, if you want it to, uh, to be done right. You call Bennett Flooring Installation at 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. If you are in West Michigan, make that call, and they will come to your place and uh, measure and then let you know the cost to install it. You go buy the stuff yourself. You do all the labor of ripping the old stuff out. That's going to save you a ton of money. Uh, you're going to get the lowest price possible to have the best-looking floor if you don't think you have the expertise to get it done on your own, and that would be me. Okay? Okay. JM Synthetics. You can buy Amsoil products from Jason Mays at JM Synthetics. Okay? First of all, you can buy it at a place called Ionia Outdoors. That's the one location where that's Jason's. Or the best way to do it is go to J msynthetics.com figure out what you want to buy and then call them 616-747-0233 which by the way i need more oil jason i gotta get a case of oil for the truck i gotta get another filter and i need some lawnmower oil because the lawnmower up north at fear bunker north i need to change the oil on that thing so i'm going to just call you up and then you send it to me and then that's it now, you can order it from the site, jmsynthetics.com, if you want, but it helps Jason the most if you call him and tell him what you wanted. I know that that's a lot of steps in this, but, you know, that's that's how it works best for him. And, uh, you know, when you help out the sponsors, you are helping me out. So I, I really, really appreciate if you've 
uh, if you've uh, reached out to Jason in the past and, and bought things, just keep doing that. Or if you've never done it before, please consider it. And it helps. So thank you so much, uh, Jason. Thank you to you for banging on his door. Quality Amsoil products, the best in the business. Seriously, better than anything else you can buy And uh, at jmsynthetics.com. I got to show you guys something here. Lisa says, looking at getting a cornhole set, trying to decide what design. Not sure if I want to shoot at Eric's ass or not. If you want those cornhole boards, when you get to their site, search Eric Zane Show, and my boards will be there, and you can buy those. Or just get a logo. Just grab one of my logos, or if you want me to send you send you one, Lisa, I'll send you one, and uh, you don't have to have my asshole. Uh, it's not really my asshole. It's me bent over with my hair dyed. Dean is celebrating a birthday? Oh, my God. I probably knew that. 55 years old for boring Dean. Jason says, I want to go fishing with Charity Scam Mike. Oh, you would love that. We had a fish uh, fry like you wouldn't believe. He had caught a bunch of walleye in Lake St. Clair, uh, which is a very clean lake, I was learning. Mike knows his stuff. I guess that whole lake empties and refills. Well, I mean, it's constantly refilling and and emptying, like in a day. Very, very fresh water. Uh, Aram says, you and Dean can share a uh, cake. Yeah, Dean and I aren't sharing anything, okay? No more suggestions about what to do with Dean. Doing push-ups as we speak. Of course you are. Okay, um, let's see. I got to share a screen with you again. So, laying in bed the other night, I don't know why, but uh, I looked up the breeds of dog that make O'Neal. By the way, I think I figured out why they're laying on the ground. It's cooler down there than it is up at, like, even just three. It's, it's warm in this room all the damn time. I think they figured out if they stay on the ground, they're, like, cooler. So, um, there's O'Neal. And, you know, I was told O'Neal is a shepherd-beagle mix. And the idea was floated he might have basset hound in him. Possibly, but I think he's primarily just a beagle and a shepherd. Now, five years ago, uh, O'Neal. Oh, I see O'Neal all the time. Hi, O'Neal. Hi, handsome boy. When could I meet that boy? Uh, O'Neal was just kind of like a rarity. People are like, what is this dog? And I'm like, ah, he's a beagle and a shepherd. So I looked it up, and from the time that we've gotten him to now, something's happened where people have started to breed these, and they're calling it a German beagle or a beagle shepherd, and it's like a designer dog now. Because I just showed you the picture of O'Neill, and I'll link all this up in the uh, show notes you can see but uh I, if you remember that picture of o'neill i just showed you this is uh this is what happens when you shirt uh, search uh search german beagle or beagle german shepherd 
Look at that is freaking O'Neill. That dog, it looks just like O'Neill. So, uh, and I was doing some research. Now, I got O'Neill for like 10 bucks. I think it was free, you know, pretty much when I picked him up from uh, Lovin' Pups. Great uh, rescue organization, by the way. Carrie over there does an amazing job. Wonderful heart. Love her very much. She, that was a crazy story because I'm walking through the radio station at BBL and uh, all of a sudden around the corner, there's puppy O'Neill. And I'm like, well, that's my dog. I am going to adopt that dog. And she goes, but you got to sign up just like everybody else and apply. She's like a real tough ass. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I will. All right. Don't get mouthy. So I ran home, immediately filled out an application. I said, I want this dog. I call her up. She goes, yeah, I see your application, but I got to come inspect your yard. I go, yeah, that's right, big mouth. Get over here. Get out of here, you tough-ass idiot. Get over here, and I'll show you my yard. So I showed her. We got this kennel in the back. I go, what do you think of that? That's freaking, you got to cover this hole up. I don't, none of my puppies are going to get stuck in the fence. I go, hey, uh, fuck you. I'll fix it. So I fixed the damn fence, and she goes, all right, you can have them. She brought the dog over, puppy O'Neill. Get the fuck out of here. Get the dog. Off we go. And now, you know, the rest is history. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm talking about you. What are you laying on the ground for? What are you doing? So, all right. In that time, this dog has become a, uh, a designer dog, and you can buy a, a German Shepherd. I'm sorry, a German Beagle or a Beagle German Shepherd, they charge $450 to $1,000 for these dogs. The friendly and energetic Beagle mixed with German Shepherd. German Shepherds are known to be one of the smartest and most agile working dogs. Has created the friendly, and then it says intelligent, intelligent Beagle Shepherd These two dogs are both incredibly smart, love attention, and need a significant amount of exercise. The Beagles, of course, are hounds and often compared to other hound breeds. They have the expert ability to track scents for uh, miles with their impressive nose. Well, let me tell you something. That's true because he can smell a fresh pile of shit from forever away and then run over to it with great speed and agility and then eat it faster than anybody. It doesn't say anything about that, though. (coughs) Excuse me. The German Shepherd is one of the most effective working dogs around. It's hard to find a better herder than the Shepherd. Both dogs are quickly trained and mild-tempered, so they are great for first-time dog owners. Beagle Shepherds can get quite large but can function in both an apartment or a home as long as they get enough exercise. They're quite excitable, enthusiastic, I'll say. You'll be running after them all day trying to keep up. Could this fantastic big dog be the perfect fit for your family? Let's find out. So then they kind of talk a little bit more about that. But. Yeah. So O'Neill, yeah, you know, not exactly the tallest dog, but he's 70 pounds and uh, extremely loving. But I had no idea this dog is like a designer dog now. Richard is not happy with my friends at Loving Pups. Richard refers to them as something terrible that I don't want to say for fear of retribution. (laughs) Kyle Wright, does his diet include eating dog shit? 
does its diet. Well, no, it's just him. Here B. Rabbit says you better stud O'Neal out. Now, I think we got him neutered. I'm pretty sure. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, Richard, if you're not happy with my friends at Love and Pups, I'm sorry about that. You can always call Harbor Humane, the multi-talented Allison over there. I love Love and Pups. I have nothing bad to say about them. If it weren't for Love and Pups, I wouldn't have O'Neal. It's just, you know, you need to look at it. She's just a ball breaker. That's what you need. You need a tough-ass woman in that industry, and that's her. She doesn't fuck around. She wants to make sure that the dogs go to the right places, you know? So, you know. And I'm supposed to come see you. When am I coming to see you? Let me let me see that. I think I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. At... What time did we decide on? I got to reach out to you. <laughs> I have you down for 10 o'clock tomorrow, but I know that's not right. 10 a.m. What time did we agree on? Let me know if you could. Send me a text, an email, or leave it right here on the chat if I see it. If you leave it on the chat, send me an email, or I'll just reach out to you. Richard's an artist. He's one of my great sponsors, and uh, his marketing is different than one of the tradi- than some of the traditional marketing. We're relying on the Facebook audience, and I'm going to go to his place and uh, shoot a video, and we'll do it live. We'll do it live! Tomorrow evening, what time do we decide on? You, you know when I said time? That means, like, what time? Tomorrow evening doesn't narrow it down for me. What? I mean, the actual time of day. So I'm going to go there and hang out with him, and I'm going to share with you some of the fun things he's doing. He's entered a piece of work into Art Prize this year, which I'm stoked about. Oh, shit. I got to wrap this show up. I'm so late. Okay. Sorry about this. A&E Heating and Cooling. Call Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Get an AC unit installed. If you've uh, been waiting to do this, the home's hot, your wife hates you, just do it. Okay, at least just call and get an estimate. And if you really, really want to be smart about this, get a couple of estimates that are not Joe Martinez first. Okay. If you're like, yeah, Zane, I'll, I'll, I'll go in half with you. I'll reach out to Joe, but he's got to he's got to beat the other guys. He will. Trust me on that. Hell, you can you know what you can do. You can even just say, "Yeah, Joe, I called two other places, and uh, they said that this one that, that that they're cheaper than you." Ah, uh, shit. Maybe he'll maybe you can slip one by the goalie, and he won't ask about it. Six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine for A and E heating and cooling. When you get AAC unit installed, he's going to put a Remy Halo in free of charge. All right. I know that I, uh, I'm i heavy on sponsors on the back half of this show. Uh, I kind of went really long on the open. I went an hour and 45 minutes on the open. That has never happened before. So I'm going to smash all these into here. I never do that, but that's the way it's got to be. Don't bump ahead. You might miss something good. Stay with me. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to check them out, 231-332-6505. Reach out to Mario if you are in the market for a mortgage. It could be your first. It could be your tenth. It could be if your credit score is in the dumper. It could be if your credit score is great. And similar to Joe, 
uh, I, I suggest you call other people too. Call them first. See how they uh, handle the procedure, the uh, the whole process. Just make sure Mario is part of that process. I would greatly appreciate that. Again, reach out to Mario. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Prince Arming. Gun School. Get that pistol license. The next class is coming up on two Saturdays. The first Saturday is Tuesday, July 27th. And then a week later, on August 3rd, evening class, 125 bucks, four hours a pop. That's it. Take the class before you even think about buy, buying a pistol. If you don't have one or, or if you have a pistol, that's fine. You just want to be able to carry your pistol concealed. Okay, this class has it all. Everything you need to get that certification uh, and, and be uh, have the right certification because you've taken the class, you take that certification to your county in Michigan, and then you apply for your pistol license. The class costs you $125. More information, uh, princearming.com or on the Prince Arming Facebook page, which you can get to by clicking on the Prince Arming logo at ericzaneshow.com. Okay, again, I apologize for cramming all these sponsors in here, but that's the way it's got to be. My friends at Blue Frost IT, thank you to Alan and Ashlyn for being on board with the show, 616-285-50. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show. If you uh, if your business has tech, which I'm sure you do, I mean, unless you're, you're like, like Amish, uh, you may need that tech service, okay? Blue Frost IT, send them an, e- uh, an email as well, info at bluefrostit.com. If you're looking to move the office or retrofit the office with all new tech, this is who you call. Reach out to them for a complimentary consultation. That doesn't cost you anything. Just say, yeah, we use uh, this. We need this. He's talking about graphics cards you might need. You might need this for your network. You might need printers. You might need monitors. You name it. Just bang on their door and have them do it. Okay? If you do it, you're going to probably buy more than you need or not enough than you need. And then you're like, oh, God, I did it all wrong. And then use them for the managed IT service provider work each month. You give them a little bit of money, and then you have your own managed IT service provider. You have your own tech department, boots on the ground to help you if you ever need them. Thank you very much to Blue Frost IT. On today's Patreon, I cannot wait to tell you. You know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to talk about that. It's my interaction with listener Justin. I wanted to get that on the free podcast. But on the Patreon... I am going to get into the day spa drama where the trans... Okay, it's a, a dude who wants to be a woman in, in, his, in his... It's weird because you want to say him or her, but he thinks that he is a woman and he's got a big, gigantic, gnarly dick. Huge, big, gigant, big gigantic pecker. You know, he looks like Jason Schaefer down to his knees thick round you know like this round and it's just a giant balls and he uh he walks into the day spa in somewhere in california the wee day spa and goes into the women's area and there's like kids little all these rich fucking kids and rich women are walking around in their robes or nude getting like massages and this dude just goes and says, yeah, I'm a woman, and, and, and actually believes it's a, it's a, 
a transgender person. It isn't just some guy beating the system to walk around naked in front of chicks. It's a dude who identifies as a woman who walks in there. It's like, look at his dick. And he's just walking around with this big floppy swinging dick in front of kids and chicks. And Oh, fuck. This has turned. And now it's turned into a fight. Like, there's like violence over this. Holy shit. We're going to talk about that on the Patreon. We also have to update you on Gwen Berry, the hammer throw idiot who it's getting bad for her. It started out with her being pissed off that they were playing the anthem in the Olympic trials. She finished third in the hammer throw, so she makes the Olympic team. She acted like an idiot, looked away from the flag, put a uh, black activist T-shirt on her head, sticking her hip out, you know, looking all annoyed. She says they did it on purpose, and it's terrible. And, she, and we, we went over bit by bit on the Patreon about how the national anthem is not racist. We, if you think that, you're, you're stupid. You are stupid. Um, I broke it down bit by bit. I read over that thing word for word with all of the, um, the way Francis Scott Key wrote it back in 17-whatever on board a ship watching a battle break, break out. Uh, actually, it was, I think, in the War of 1812 is what we discovered um, when he wrote it. And he used the word slave, but idiots like Gwen Berry think he's saying, yeah, let's go kill some slaves. That's not it at all. If it ended there, it would just go away, and I think it provided for an interesting story for the Olympics, this... Uh, uh, you know, I, I now know her name. Well, she, her tweets are just have come back to haunt her. And so now she's so she's kind of an asshole. So we're going to break that down. And I do need to talk about Mattis Kivlenix. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Mattis Kivlenix is... Uh, 24-year-old, he was, 24-year-old goaltender in the Columbus Blue Jackets system. I've seen Mattis Kivlenix play hockey, I think. I must have seen him uh, as he's worked. as He's a prospect. He's only played a handful of games. He's dead. Something terrible happened to this guy. Um, it was just a really, really bizarre story. Unbelievable that it happened. We're going to talk about all this stuff in the Patreon. And we have the asshole of the day coming up in just a minute. So uh, send your nominations. Who do you think is the asshole of the day? Okay. Leave it in the uh, live stream comments. Could it be the NFK? I don't know about that. I don't know if uh, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. Though I don't understand. What's the matter? You got to go potty? I'm almost done. All right. I got to let these dogs out. Um, hey. Come here. Say hi to these people. I can't see them. Um, listener Justin up north lives in Charlevoix, Michigan. Uh, he is uh, awesome. He signed up on Patreon. So I usually like to say a word to people when they sign up on Patreon. Like, hey, oh, my God, thank you so much. 
Uh, and then uh, we, we got to talking. And he goes, hey, I'm going to be in Grayling uh, visiting somebody. And I go, well, I'll tell you what. When I get into town, like at the um, – uh, I got I got to run an errand out. Let, let let's say hi to each other. And so um, he goes, "Oh my God, that'd be awesome!" So he meets me there. And by the way, he has what looks the 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 coolest old school truck. I think he said it's a '79. What did you say? Orange and white, 79 square body GMC. It's awesome. He said, yeah, I kept hitting deer in my new truck and costing me a ton of money. So I got rid of this one and just bought this one. And he, he welded onto it this big giant iron thing on the front that you'd see uh, uh, like, like, like a cop have as, uh, as, the, uh, as the almighty immortal Adam Goldstein joins up. Hey, joins us. Hey, Adam, how you doing, buddy? Adam does a great show on YouTube where he rips his shit out of Opie and John and those guys. It's very funny. Uh, another another very talented person who has no radio experience, just kind of started doing it on his own. And, um, yeah, he does a great job. Check him out on YouTube. That's Adam Goldstein TV. Thank you, Adam. Um, so he pulls up at the local store that we're in. And um, he comes driving up. And what I found interesting about this is this guy, he has not listened to me on the radio at all. And this is really, really cool. Because when you're trying to build a podcast, when you're a show like mine, you know, you're first of all, you start off with the residual radio uh, audience and then just kind of hope that people uh, catch on. Well, he's one of these people who had no idea that I was on the radio. He had a friend who also listens introduce him to the podcast say, hey listen to this guy he's an asshole he always he's hilarious so i think i think you'll like him that's how uh, uh justin justin up north uh found me and he goes yeah and i just found it hilarious so here i am and so there we are face to face in the parking lot and he goes hey isn't it the nfk's birthday and i'm like yeah so he stopped and got a uh, a three-pack of copenhagen uh, long and i'm sorry not copenhagen grizzly long cut winter greening for the nfk and i'm like that is so cool man so it was nice to meet him. Thank you very much, Justin, for listening and being part of the podcast and being on board with, on the Patreon. I really, really appreciate that. So there you go. Asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? Yeah, oh, shit. I feel like stuttering John with his green screen falling. Did you see that, Adam? Oh. Did you see Opie make fun or Anthony make fun of it? It was incredible. All right. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of suggestions for the asshole of the day. Who could it be? When we last did this show, it was Bill Cosby. Which that is, I still cannot believe that. What the hell? Oops. It's like I just almost ran over O'Neill's foot. Fairly simple, I think, today. Todd and the hillbilly asshole for what happened uh, with my wife when she accidentally wandered on the frickin' private property. Awful. Congratulate. I would like, you know, if I had, um, it's. I'm sure that these assholes don't have the ability to hear the show online because I'd somehow, the only way to get the information to them 
uh, that they're assholes is by banging on the door and leaving like a, uh, a, a, a CD or maybe even an 8-track tape in between the screen door and the front door and say, yeah, listen to this. But that's all I need. These, these idiots will probably hunt me down and, uh, and, and fucking burn the trailer down. So I don't need that. Okay. Hey, thanks. Uh, coming up at 1030 Eastern time, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Dennis is taking on throat slash Dale in trivia. Okay. So that comes up then. You guys are great. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. Till next time. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.